Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this part in February 2024. And welcome to episode 129, A Conversation with Kristen Acosta. How much fun was that? Oh my God. It, 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 I think we laughed 90% of the time. It was so good though. It was so, so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, so listeners, you're, you're going to love this one. Well, first we want to give a shout out to a listener who gave us five stars on Apple podcast. Yes. And, we and I think we know. We know who you are. I, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say. I'm looking at the, the name of it and it says Scrib Trader. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder who that could be. Well, it's a long review, but totally worth it to listen. And the subject line is when eavesdropping is okay. Ah, doesn't that sound good? Yes. I love it. Okay. My favorite part of each week is grabbing each new episode that Laura and Karina have authored. I particularly enjoy their insights as practicing educators. They consistently make their thinking visible with sharing of specific ideas they are ruminating upon. Each show is a vibrant think aloud that suspiciously feels like eavesdropping on someone's thinking. The guest list has been amazing for the 2023-24 season. Barbara Aerosmith-Young, Brendan Scribner, TJ Jemison, Tammy McMorrow, Annalise Record, Julie Dixon, Kimberly May, Amy Chang, Vanessa Vicaria, Mandy Jansen, and Peter Lilliadal. Each week while I listen, I find key elements of math education practice that I can think about more in my classroom. In many ways, this is like a PLC that has all I need to keep pressing deeper for a greater impact upon my students' learning. I will keep eavesdropping and someday, perhaps, have time to high-five or give a hug to these two math thinkers. We will grab a board and do some math or even share an Uber ride. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I, and I'm I so glad. Because I didn't realize how many people yeah. we had on. Right. Well, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And that was posted, I think, before Sunil's episode dropped. So that was even, yes. I think Sunil was mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have. We've had just a great, a great lineup. And it really, yeah. and I keep going back to this, I think, because I'm so glad that people get us, that this <laughs> that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a conversation that people can listen to because it was you and I conversing in your car and that's mm -hmm. how it all started, right? Mm -hmm. So I I'm so glad that, that, yeah, we're understood out there. <laughs> <laughs> Because you never know what how the message comes off, you know. Right. But that's that's exactly what we what we wanted. So thank you that's for great. that review. Uh, it's it's validating. It's yes. It's it nice. is. Okay, my reflection for this week is yes. about BTC. And yes, no, I did not do a non curricular task this past week. Uh, actually, the kids went to the boards 
on Friday. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay, well, maybe on Thursday too. Yeah, on Thursday too. Monday and Tuesday, eight of my kids had to be taken out for access testing. So that's our mm-hmm. English speakers of other okay. languages. And yep. also on Tuesday, they had to take the unit nine math test in my class. Wednesday, yeah. all day was the writing test and we were in yep. testing groups and that yeah. I just, okay. And then Thursday, they had to take their regular unit test for reading. And yes. so we, we did boards on Thursday and Friday, but I started the new unit of dividing fractions. Yes. <sighs> Okay. So my reflection, I don't even know if I said it already, but my kids do so much better in pairs and not trios. I have decided the the very first, okay. The very first time that I did this, which was January, when did we come back? Ninth. Mm -hmm. I put them all up in trios and, uh, that honestly, that was a hot mess because they didn't understand, like, you mean we're supposed to pass the marker and all of this. So now that I'm doing it in partners, I'm going to tell you, it is so much better. I even complimented a kid that I have had to say a hundred times, pass the marker, pass the marker, pass the marker. Cause he just wants to show his thinking. And I'm like, I think he finally gets it now that, okay, yes, we need to take turns. And you know what? In book club this past week, we were talking about chapters 12 and 13, which was um, the rubrics and formative assessments. And we got on this topic, talking topic about turn-taking and board games. And Mm. I, since these kids never play board games, they're only on their video games playing against a screen they have no concept of turn taking. Yeah. I also 100%. need to bring in the rubrics. And I told the book club on Friday, I'm like, I'm so glad we read this chapter because I'm going to take the K1 rubric where it's like yeah. with the pictures, with the ear, not listening to listening to my partner and take not taking turns to taking turns with the continuum across because I actually threatened them on Friday about taking the boards away (gasps) and sitting in rows. And I mean, Mm. I gave them the whole speech about, do you want me to just do all the thinking and you just copy it and you don't get to think at all in math class and on and on and on. Or we can stay in our group because they were just getting too loud and, you know, whatever. So I, so. And they were all like, no, 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 which was so right. good. A couple kids said yes, but of course. of course. However, I think bringing a rubric in on Monday yeah. and saying, look, I'm going to put these up and I'm going to be looking at three different groups just right. for and this rubric. And they can evaluate too, right? Like yes. They can, yes, yeah. And we're going to see if your um, evaluation matches closely with mine. And I right. maybe because I haven't taught them how to actually do this. I yes. think I just kind of threw it at them, expected them to jump on board. Right. I just right. finished listening to Tammy's um, podcast with Megan Giroux. And I was like, yes. okay, yes, I have to treat them the same way that Megan treats the kindergartners with, 
okay, I have to, and I'm not saying lower my expectations about standards. No. I have to lower my no. expectations about how they're actually doing the, I'm building a thinking classroom with them. Yes. It's just, yes. we can't just be a thinking classroom. So Tammy right. and Megan, thank you. I'll post that in our show notes. So if you haven't listened to that episode, so good, so good. Yeah. Tell me, tell nice. me you have some good news for this week. I do. No, I'm struggling. I do. I actually have, I just remembered of another one. So I want to share two. Oh, good. Um, thank you. I need this. News. There we go. So I think I'll go with the first one because it was, it, it's just so funny. I was talking to Brody, my son, who is in seventh grade, right? And we were talking about students that I've had in the past and how he still see, cause he's in the same school as a lot of my students that I have previously Former taught. So students, now, right. right. So now it's kind of cool that, you know, I, I hear from him those former students, because I've never seen or heard from them again, right? And he said, there's one student who always goes up to him every time that she sees him and says, how's your mom? I loved her. She was the best teacher. She taught me so much, like all of this, just like ranting and raving. And do you know, it's so funny, but she was my one, if you remember a few years ago, hybrid COVID, ah. when she did not want to do what we were doing. And she only wanted the textbook. Do you remember her? I do. Yes. So she oh just gosh. like, yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I was telling, I even told Broda, I'm like, that's kind of funny because she <laughs> gave me such a hard time. And it's just so funny that like every time she sees him, she's always like, oh my gosh, your mom, I loved being in her class. She was the best. I, I you know, like <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. So you know what? So keep, it's all about keep doing what you're doing. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> right. It's worth it. I know it feels like it's, oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult what we do, but it, it is all worth it. We do make an impact. So there's that. <laughs> my my second piece of good news this week is that I had a like student teacher, observational student teacher oh, come I into have my one. classroom. Did you? Um, I, I have so, one right now. No, she's doing a practicum. Nice. She's got like oh, okay. 16 hours or something. Yeah. So mine's just observing, right? Just coming okay. into the classroom just to observe. And when she came in, I, I, to I told her to come in a little bit earlier. I said, come a little bit earlier. I can explain the class a little bit. Uh, and, and then, you know, you'll, then you'll see what's, what's going on. And she's like, okay. So she came in and I said to her, I'm not your typical teacher. I, you are not going to see in this classroom textbooks out. You're going to see kids talking and thinking and doing the work. So yes. I, yes, I have restrictions for some things. I can't do everything that I want to do. Right. Uh, there are certain things that I have to follow. So you will see that, but for the most part, it, I do what I want. <laughs> um, well, maybe not what I want, but you know what I mean. Okay. But yeah, the so, way we want to do it. But yeah, right. I teach it the way I want to teach it, right? Exactly. I'm still covering the same things. I'm still doing the same thing. Okay. Yep. We were doing fraction division. So it's a unit fraction divided by a whole number. And it is my favorite problem, the lasagna problem. I have talked about the lasagna problem before. Remember the lasagna problem? <laughs> 
So, yes, but say it again because I, I okay. need to use the lasagna problem now. I love the lasagna problem. Uh, the cooking club has made a lasagna. They ate half of the lasagna. They've put it in the fridge for the photography club who wants to eat the rest of it, right? So they have half a lasagna left to split up between four people. What size piece does each person receive, right? Okay. So that's the lasagna problem. So they they go and they're at the boards and they're doing their thing and they were like on fire on Friday. They were, it was one of the best that they have ever worked out stuff. And they drew pictures. I have to take pictures of their boards. They're still up. Yes. So I have yes. to take them before, before it gets all erased. Not necessarily, and I, and I, they weren't all correct, right? But they were, they were thinking, they were engaged. They were talking to each other. They were, I saw like switching of markers, like things were just working. And most of them did get to an answer and the answer, right? And so I went up to her after, while they're all working. And I said, did you notice that I didn't teach? Like, I didn't tell them how to do this. And she's like, yeah, does that happen in here all the time? And I said, yeah, basically. I mean, there are few, a few things that I do have to sit and like have them listen and, you know, things that I, they can't really discover on their own. If it's brand new, if it's something they've never seen before, for example, like the coordinate plane, right? They have to, they don't, they right. won't know what the origin is. I have to give them that. I have right. to tell them what that is. So like those things. So the, during those days, the lesson obviously looks different, but she was like super impressed with the level of how, how they were able to figure it out and I told her and I said, and did you also notice that we don't talk about keep change flip in here? Like that's not, that's not language that we use. Do we talk about multiplication instead of dividing? Yep. Do they come up with it themselves? Yep. And that's all like they understand it on a level that is much deeper than if I were to just stand up here and tell them how to do it. So she was like in awe. So yay. So I'm just excited that I got to share it with somebody and that it went so well and it was a good day. I feel like That's I haven't awesome. had one of those in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So did you give her so, the executive summary? I haven't yet. I wanted to okay. even bring the book so she could look it over. Mm -hmm. She's coming back uh, in two weeks. So she'll be okay. back. And well, then the, I'll the share very all of first that. day I said, yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm going to print out the executive summary. I didn't have it because I didn't know when she was starting or whatever. But um, she went to the board on her first day to help a group. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And I was like, so-and-so and so-and-so, come on over here and see what they're doing at this board. Because honestly, I didn't want the long division thing to be right. shown with right. zero understanding. and. And, and am I doing it long division? Yes, but I'm also showing it with an area model. I'm also right. showing it visually, like, and conceptually, like what is happening here, you know, yes. in the story. So yes. yeah, it made me nervous. You know, I was yes. like, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't tell her don't right. or do. So she just right. did, but right. I got to get, I got to give her a clipboard and be like, Take yes, notes. Right. You know, down, what right. do you notice? So that's what I've got to do. 
Yeah, I I'm writing that down her, right like, now. <laughs> yes. I did tell her to walk to feel free to walk around and see what they're doing and and um but I said don't help them. You know, one thing that you want to keep in mind is to be deliberately less helpful. Just keep telling yourself be deliberately less helpful. Right. I said I know it's hard cuz you want to like swoop in and save but you have to be deliberately less helpful. So I said that and I don't know if that scared her off because she's just sat the whole time and like, just, <laughs> like sat, sat in the corner and like watched, but it's okay. I mean, I think maybe she'll be more comfortable hopefully next time and she'll be able to walk around and see what they're doing. But, but I, I mean, I was I'm so proud. I was so I'm going to make up some kind of template and I'll send it to you and okay. people I'll post it whenever I get it done. I don't know when of, you know, some questions that observers can answer on their own while they're watching the kids. So let's create oh, that, that together. Yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds yeah. good. Okay, listeners, we kind of let you know this information a little bit last week, but Karina worked out her schedule. <laughs> and we I wasn't worked. lying when I said you it's every lying. other weekend. It really is. So we're just letting you know, listeners, to thank you for sticking with us. However, we are probably, no, we are. We are going to be <laughs> dropping new episodes, it looks like, every other week, probably till the end of the school year. So yeah. just stay with us. We love you. Thank you for being our listeners. But we know you understand because yes. you're teachers yeah. too. And, you know, yep. especially if you're a parent on top of it with all the extra parenting stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, so thanks it, for it, your understanding. Yes. And just stick to Twitter. I mean, we will post, you know, obviously we post when the, the episodes are there. Uh, so you can keep track there as well. All right. Well, we've taken up some time and we know yes, we that have. This, is, this is an extended episode once again, but we don't care because it's awesome. So now here's our conversation with Kristen Acosta. Listeners, we are in for an amazing treat today. We have a friend of ours, Kristen Acosta, with us. And we're so excited that you're here, Kristen. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, too. This is going to be a great hour. I am sure of it. Good conversation. Good math talk. Let's do this. Yep. Yes. yes. And I already said, stop talking because we want to capture everything. So <laughs> pearls Kristen, of wisdom please. already are coming out. <laughs> pearls, diamonds, jewels. <laughs> and they told me to be quiet. So I, I'm, I'm going to wait for my cues and then I'll, more pearls will be coming out. <laughs> yes, I love <laughs> this. Tell, Kristen, please tell our listeners all about you. All about me. Um, first of all, my name is Kristen Acosta. I've been uh, a math educator is the term I use because uh, I'm multifaceted. Uh, I So a math educator for over 25 years, uh, private school. Um, I've been uh, and under that umbrella of math educator. I've been a coach. I've been a classroom teacher for anywhere from kindergarten through eighth grade. Uh, I've taught math specifically in kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, I've, I've done the district, you name it, like I've done it now. Um, I kind of, uh, I'm out there as a presenter. Sometimes I do some PD, uh, for other districts and stuff just about, you know, current practices, um, that, uh, can be sustainable in a classroom. Um, 
you know, for, for any district or any, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whoever wants me, uh, or for conferences or something like that. Um, and I love my main idea. My main focus is making math active and that, uh, again, another multifaceted type of theory. And, and it's something that I've done, um, all throughout my career is how do we breathe math into our standards? How do we make our math come to life? Uh, I think too many times our students are just seeing math takes place in the four walls of our classroom and on page 47 and then page 48 and page 49. That's boring, guys. That's totally boring. Um, and, and math is such a fun like creative, it, it's so manipulative and it could be physical and it could be, you know, it, it could be so many things. It's visual, but yet, you know, I, it, sometimes math is just page 47, page 48, or another, here's another worksheet of fast facts. Here's another word. And every time I see one of those, like next to the copy machine, a little part of me dies. And I was going, oh, we got work to do, guys. Come on, we still have work to do. So anything that makes math more active subject, um, and, and, you know, that could take place in a bunch of number of different ways and things um, and trying to build a really solid curriculum. That's my newest thing is uh, teaching or talking about textbook, the words textbook versus standards versus curriculum. And which ones should we pay mm. attention to? Which ones should be the priority versus and so on? And I'm finding that um, it's a great conversation because I don't think uh, I think some teachers just tell me when I bring up this um, this new thing, uh, not new thing, but that uh, that they don't know the difference. Um, and two, they just say, well, the district I work for, the school I work for just hands me this textbook. So I figure this is what I have to teach. I'm like, no, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so I love having that conversation as well, because I'm not saying I'm the expert of all things, but I, I've learned to build a decent curriculum that um, is not necessarily all about the textbook. So, so that's what I'm all about. I love. I mean, all that's, of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yes. are you are you school based right now? I am a sixth grade teacher at an elementary school um, right now. Um, yeah. So I like that everything I learn. I, I kind of treat it as my lab. And the kids know mm. it too. Hey guys, I saw this thing and I want to try it out. And they're game, they're game. And as a matter of fact, like sometimes, it, and it depends year by year, I'll show them um, the website and they'll, you know, and they see me taking pictures all over and they're like, why are you taking pictures? I said, because this is so interesting and I think other teachers can learn from it. And so I might sit down whenever I have the time um, and write about it and go look at like, look at my aha moments and other teachers can learn from me and go, Oh, let me try this. So I said, so you guys, uh, you know, this is my learning lab. And that's why I, I still don't mind teaching um, because I get to try out these things. And, you know, and fortunately everything that I've tried in building a really great math curriculum. And I use that word as like the overall uh, mm -hmm. way I teach math. Um, my scores have proven to be pretty solid. So it's, it's all working. Um, and that's why I don't mind going, running off and saying, look, uh, you know, there's not many presenters out there that could say, look, I, I helped raise one school's math scores, 10%. Not a lot of people can say that. So yeah. I have, I, I could say that and all through the work I've done with the one school and whatever. So, and I think they've, if I have to go look, I think they've kind of sustained it. Um, 
to to my knowledge. Anyway, so uh, that's you know that's what yeah. So I am still in the sixth grade classroom, but I do other stuff outside of the classroom as well. That's awesome. Wow. Okay, uh, your website. So one part that Karina and I are familiar with is clothesline math. Can you yes. tell mm -hmm. us how that all started? Like, did you see it from someone else and then you hmm. morphed it into your own? Yeah, I I can never take 100% credit. What I do take credit for, uh, first of all, uh, for those listeners, uh, clothesline math turns the number line into a three-dimensional number line. It, it, yeah, a manipulative number line where kids get to be tactile and kinesthetic and play and keep um, revising their thinking as new information comes along, all right? Nothing's like permanent, nothing, is, hence it becomes manipulative. Um, and it's something that helps develop number sense um, and, and help kids figure out how do numbers work, essentially. Um, and it can be applied to so many standards. And the number line is one of those terms or one of those tools also that is really underutilized um, I feel, um, I think some of the textbooks are getting better at it, but otherwise I think it's underutilized. And yet I use it with my kids and they're like, oh, it just makes so much sense. And I'm like, can you say that again so I can record it because it, I want to be authentic. Anyway, so uh, what I did, I saw it back in 2015 and I'll give credit to Andrew Stadell. Um, back mm -hmm. in 2015 here in CMC, uh, I went to one of his uh, middle school presentations and um, and he, he did a little bit of clothesline in the middle. And at the time I was a coach and that kind of really stuck out to me. And I, of course, I went and did my homework and research and I didn't see anybody really develop it for elementary. And yet I'm going, wow, elementary, those are the building blocks. That's where, you know, you could start off and, and that's where kids like to have fun. And, you know, let's, okay, let's dig in a little bit didn't see it so little by little and this took years i don't want you to think like all of that happened like overnight it took years of development and of reading the standards and seeing all the where number line that the tool was placed in the standards but also some standards have what i call number line potential um mm -hmm of you know being able to use so for instance number line is not at least here in california is not introduced till second grade but there's a lot of potential for sequencing numbers or whatever, especially in kindergarten and first grade and so on. So, um, so over the years, I've developed all kinds of lessons to the point that my husband finally said, you know, it's great that you give all these people the cards. He gets me. He totally gets me. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you need... You, you know, sometimes teachers need something more like directions or, and then I'm in talking to other colleagues, they were saying, you know, they need like what questions to ask, what, you know, they may not have the math background that you do. So, you know, what do we do? And I say, okay. And then all of a sudden the book came along. So I wrote a teacher friendly resource for uh clothesline math called hanging math out to dry. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the puns. <laughs> um, that is very teacher friendly. Uh, the resources, if you don't want to go to the website, they're right there in the book. They are, there's templates, but most of all, there's lessons of here's the standard. Here's what you can do. Here are the directions, but best of all, here's, uh, here are questions that you could ask. So it's like me sitting in the corner going, Ooh, Ooh, 
ask this one. I see this happening. Ooh, ooh, ask it, you know, as best as I could possibly put it on paper. Of course, I can't predict every situation, but um, right. so for instance, like the second grade, uh, I had a second grade teacher say, you know, my kids did money. Is there anything? I'm like, oh my gosh, we could do money. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's my uh, joke. Um, uh, full of puns, full of puns. Um, it, it helps kids make a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, um, there's my second pun. Um, and, and it's a type of routine where you get a lot of bang for your buck. Ah, oh, third, third, all about money. Okay. <laughs> So what we did was we made a clothesline full of money where, and at the end, one of the kids said, well, why didn't you do this with us? Because, you know, like we've already done money. And then I started listening, just hadn't even thought of it deeply enough. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, look at all the skills built into one simplistic routine. You are one, recognizing the value of a coin. Two, you have to add up. Sometimes they had more than one coin on there. So you're practicing your addition. Three, you're realizing that two quarters is equal to five dimes, which is equal to 50 pennies, depending on what picture I showed. Four, you are realizing that there's life after 99 cents. It's not just zero to 99. It's, you know, there's things happening after that. And it just, as I was listening to them, and I think I listed two more that I remember, I was going, wow, that's, I like routines where they're, first of all, user-friendly for a teacher, but two, you get a lot of math thinking. And that's what I mean by uh, bang for your buck. You get a lot of math thinking out of, you know, something so simplistic out of this. So, um, I mean, it, it's great. It becomes like a formative assessment of, okay, what do kids, what do you know? What don't you know? Um, and that's, it just all, you know, came together kind of thing. So that's how I started with clothesline math. It's just, it's something that resonated with me. And when I go present it and show all the different possibilities, it's, I call it the VCR of 2024. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> as soon as you see that string come out, remember when we were kids and I'm showing my age, I'm sorry, everybody. When, you know, we saw the VCR come out, we're like, Ooh, what's going on? Well, as soon as we start pulling mm -hmm. out that string, we've got the kids right there in our hand. Like, okay, what are we doing today? Where can I have a card? What's going on? You know, right there, the engagement, the curiosity psh, goes haywire. And that's awesome. And how many times do you get that just from like using a textbook? So that's what yeah. I want. I want the excitement. I want the, you know, it, it's awesome. Okay. When did you write this book? Because I am not familiar with it, believe it or uh, not. And I, I have a huge book collection. When did you write this? Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you, I, I'll tell you the short version, Robert. I had, a, a, just say, a publishing company get in touch with me and saying, hey, we, we want you to write something like this. And I wrote it, started writing it in 2019. And the reason why I remember that is because I had cancer then. And so during my first chemo, and that's why it's also very special. I don't call it my baby, but my second child, because my son would be really upset with me. But um, I started re writing it in 2019. I remember my first chemo session. I'm sitting there with, and all the nurses are like, what is she doing? My husband's like, oh, she's wow. writing a book, you know, like whatever. But you know what? That I wanted to be known for my mind and not for my bald head and my cancer. Like, dude, there's uh -huh. some smarts up there. So, yeah. Anyway, so it's like something that kind of kept me going. And I love a great project. So on my good days, when I was feeling good, I'd sit there just at the dining room table and click, click, click. And what I loved about what I did is I love to be authentic. All of the lessons, everything I wrote about, we have tried, me and a couple other teachers have tried in a thing. It's not just, you know, sometimes with, 
you know, some of these other teacher friendly websites, if you know what I mean, you don't know what you're getting when you, when you pay for the lesson, the whatever. These have been tried and true. And the only reason I can mm -hmm. write about them is because we've done them. We've done them. It's not like, you know, I, sometimes with textbooks, there's just a bunch of people that are sitting there writing this. I want to be authentic always, 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 especially for a teacher. And I tell them, look, we've done this. The reason why I have all these stories is because we've done that. And I've collected all these stories throughout the years. So 2019, I started read, uh, writing it. The publishing company said, called me up about six months later and said, mm, no, pandemic hit. Of course, nobody is going to want clothesline then. So it just kind of bought me some time. Um, I tried to shop it to other, nobody won. I think maybe because it was too niche, maybe it was too, I, I don't know um, what their decision was, but that's mm -hmm. fine. But then a buddy called me up when we were, everybody was kind of going back to school and she goes, do you still have that stuff on? Do you still have, you know, your book on your thing? I said, yeah, like, I don't know what to do with it. And she, and she said, uh, why don't you self-publish it? And so I was like, what? I hadn't even thought of it. And my, I talked to my husband, who's my dearest partner in crime and, you know, that kind of thing. And he said, well, you know, you saved up some money, so do it, do it. He found me my printer, as a matter of fact. I got in touch. I have a graphic designer. So she helped me out. And like somehow I didn't have a vision for this thing, but it just kind of with all these people's help. That's why you always have an inner circle. It just kind of came. And when um, I have some people looking at it going, oh, wow, this is really good. I'm going, thank I really for not knowing getting an education on how to publish a book completely on my own. I had no idea how to get a barcode. I figured it all out. That was an education. So um, I completely published wow. it. It came out officially May of 2022 and it's available on my oh, wow. website, kristinacosta.com. So I'm very, so I'm literally a teacher that sells them out of my garage. Um, but I, it, it's <laughs> been growing in numbers because I'm about to do my third or fourth printing right now. So, okay, um, I have districts who are like calling me going, send us 30 copies, send us 50, co oh, like, Oh, okay. This is a good problem to have. So it's just, it's just me. It's just me figuring this out one step at a time kind of thing. So yeah, okay, it's well, on my website, kristinacosta.com. I will definitely put that in the show notes. And I appreciate when, that. That's when really we're fun. done recording, uh, you're going to get an order from me. So cool. um, you'll be sending me one just okay. to let you know. It'll that, be my pleasure. I'm, I'm so excited about that, probably because you've done it all. Like you actually did it. And if you didn't do it, mm -hmm. your teacher, you know, next to you did it. And then you right. got to have a somebody I trusted. And... Right. Right. Precisely. Exactly. Went through the process of it. Yeah. Like this worked, this didn't work. I would do this differently. Oh yeah. Just their stories all from kindergarten all the way through sixth grade. Their stories beyond stories about it. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, Thank so you. three act tasks on your website. Oh yeah. What, tell us about those too. You know what? I was um, a fan of Graham Fletcher's stuff when yes. I first, uh, I mean, he's an absolute doll, uh, a really, a really great gentleman. Um, and he, and I just resonated with me and I was going, oh my gosh, uh, this is great. And I introduced it to a couple of teachers and we brought our own spin to the stuff or whatever. And, and it was one of these things like, well, I'm the kind of person, and this kind of lends towards the number talk images I have on my website too. I'm the kind of person, I see math everywhere. And because mm -hmm. we have one of these, and I'm holding up my cell phone for those people who are listening, um, we have one of these cell phones, these smartphones that are stuck to our hips at all time. Um, we automatically have a camera. 
at all times. And so I'm kind of one of these people, I just see the math all over the place or, you know, the so when I got introduced to it, I was going, oh, okay. I had a teacher who like, oh my God, it was vibing with the three act task. And there was only so many, especially for kindergarten. So she says, I would love to do one. She would come up with it. And I, I we've talked, uh, Graham Fletcher and I talk a whole lot, but when I first got introduced to him, I asked him the question, do you look at the standard or does like the math just kind of come to you? And then you match the standard and he goes, sometimes a little bit of both. And I'm like, okay, okay. So, and I kept asking questions like, do you guys like use cameras? And they're like, no, we just use our phones. I'm like, okay, I could, I could do that. I could do that. So this one kindergarten teacher at the time said, I would love to do one on, I forget what, like sorting or something. And I always thought I love a good creative challenge. I'm like, yeah, what would one look like? And I would kind of let it roll around in my head and marinate. And then I would come up with something and I'd go and check with her and she goes, okay, fix this. Okay, great, great, great. So, you know, I do that. And of course it wasn't criticism. We were trying to make something like better. Okay, great. And wow. so, and then she tried it out in the classroom and she just, she became fixated on it. So, and it's just one of those things, little by little, I just saw the math everywhere or for instance, mm -hmm. myself now being in the classroom, oh, you know what? I need one for dividing decimals here. You know what? Let me, you know, do something here or whatever. And then I try it out on the kids and they knew it too. And I'd take furious notes and taking pictures and they're like, this is going on the website, right? Yes, it is. But you know, so, but, it, but remember I told them, I said, we are actually trying to impact more kids. The work that we mm -hmm. do here in my classroom might impact some you know, some kid in Indiana, some kid in South, I don't know, you know, so I said that, so it's really important to kind of get it right, guys. So that's why we have to keep working at this. So it's just something, um, of course, you know, three acts, uh, we always give credit to Dan Meyer. He's like the father of math mm -hmm. of the three act ass. Um, it, it's about telling a story. It's about putting context mm -hmm. to the math that we're learning um, instead of, oh, here, here, guys, you just do this role because I said so. No, no, no. Let's put context to it as to, you know, why. For instance, um, one I just randomly got, and sometimes they just come to me watching TV in the morning as we do as we're as we're getting ready for work. And the, the we weather lady comes on and says the hottest temperature in the United States was, and I forget where it was, and the coldest temperature was negative, whatever. And she says, and that's a difference of, and I was like, oh my God, that's a three act task right there. And of course yeah. I go and I'm like looking it up and I'm probably illegally videoing it on my phone or whatever. But really between the difference of negatives and positive, I think that's a seventh grade standard. I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And she said it right here and she's showing a map and everything. I was like, she did the lesson for me. And I was like, all right, let me just <laughs> put it on the website. So it's one of those, I find math all the time. Like I just, I have some, I must have like five or six always on my computer that just need a little finessing, a little organization. And then I just did one where I took a snack size bag of M&Ms, a regular size that says share. And then one of those big right. bags and I laid out all the M&Ms and just, you know, and that's all I did. That's the whole lesson. And it's like, okay, what the, the end result's going to be, what's the difference between all these sizes? They're all M&Ms. But what's the difference, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just some, I, I find math everywhere. I just find math every, I'm a dork. I'm a nerd that way. <laughs> I used to have my son run around um, like Costco, you know, one of the grocery stores and go here, find some math. And he'll point out something that's interesting. And boom, there's my three act task. And if not tons of pictures. So I just find that's 
I get a lot more information teaching three-act tasks and having the kids, I call them visual performance tasks. And I'm fascinated to see how students think because I don't want to tell them, oh, you need to do A, B, and C. I'd rather teach all of that, all the strategies, and see what what do they come up with when they're given um, a three-act task. So mm -hmm. that's I, it's just it's something that, like I said, I give credit to all the guys that started it, but I wanted more, more. Uh, especially for elementary. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, I'm a dork that finds math all over the place. And once I got into the groove of it, I was like, okay, this is cool. So, um, it, it, so yeah, that's where I came up with three act tasks. I just love them. I love them. And I use yeah. them wholeheartedly in my classroom, not necessarily all sixth grade ones all the time, but sometimes I use a fourth grade one at the beginning of the year to see where they're at with multiplication. Let me use this one to find out where they are with division because that tells a story and I'd rather do something like that to show them, look, math can be engaging. It could be fun. It could be um, all about conversation instead of here, let me just give you a worksheet and see where you're at. So, yep. Yep. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Um, Talk to the right people then. All right. Yeah. Oh, we're dorks too. I, I say all the time. hundred uh, percent of the world. Math like, dorks unite. Let's go. Let's go. That's it. <laughs> We need to have like I shirts that say math nerds, you know, or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, and my husband, even like every time I take a picture, I'll like stop. We were like just at a performance recently and I'm taking pictures of the elevator doors because they had some shapes on them. And my husband like just looks at the lady next to him like it's a math thing, you know, like he doesn't even <laughs> like think to it. it's a math thing, you know, and I'm okay, good. That. It's just like an acceptance, like, yeah, it's a math thing. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, so but did that lady ask anymore. a question? That's what I want to know. Did that lady ask Usually a question? no. Usually no. Uh we were with my parents at the time and my parents have got my parents love when I include them in a lesson mm. too. And I've done that at least once. Um, where I, we had like nine little pies. We had these like pies that were like so big about like the size of like, I don't know, um uh, double the, about a half dollar size, okay. if you call it that. And uh, so we had like nine of them. And of course there's four of us. And all of a sudden we're about to like dig in and I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need to take a picture of this. And they're like, what? <laughs> so we came up with like a quick, like, okay, what can we do to introduce that there's four pe people and there's nine pies. So how do we divide up the nine pies? Oh my God. And my mother was just like, you know, miss, you know, Sarah Bernhardt, like Meryl Streep has nothing on her. <laughs> And she, like, I think we did it two or three times. And finally my father's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's, let's eat. Um, but it was, it was a great lesson. It was a great, I was going, that's math in real life that yeah. we need to show our kids that we live in these mathematized worlds, but they just don't realize it. So it's up to like yes. dorks like myself to go here, guys, look, how would you solve this problem? So you're not the only one I, and I have to find it on my phone because a few years ago, my mom got a big bag of candy or maybe yeah. I got it and I gave it to my mom. I don't even remember. And there were all different kinds of candies. So she separated them out and took a whole bunch of pictures for me and I made it into a math task. Woo! So I'm going to have to find those that. pictures. Oh, please sure. send them along. Yeah. Send them along. So, <laughs> yes. it, you know, we just need to show kids, uh, you know, it's usually one of the most hated subjects. 
Mm-hmm. Especially when they get to the older grades. Am I right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's because they usually have a negative feeling. There's a negative connotation with math because maybe of an experience they had, or maybe because a teacher said something to that, whatever it is. And so I want them through all these routines between clothesline, three acts, and so on. I want them to kind of not necessarily fall in love with it and be math dorks like myself, but at least just get an appreciation for it. Just like enjoy the conversation. Just like, you know, be open to what we're about to learn through whatever strategy I use. That's all. I'm not saying go and love it as much as I, as much as I do, but at least, you know, be open to the possibilities of, okay, math is not that bad. That's all. That's all. Really. I just want them to enjoy it. Even one lesson, a teensy weensy bit, you know, but now my kids are asking, when are we doing the video lesson again? When are we doing, when are we doing clothesline? You know, when are we, you know, and so because, you know, I do all this stuff, they are engaged. They are engaged. So Mm -hmm. I, I can't ask any more than that. Yeah. The, the thing that I always notice about my students is the, with the number line, especially, they always say, oh, I hate the number line. And what I've, yeah, always. And what I have come to realize though, it's not, it's actually the reason why they think that they hate it because they actually don't hate it. But the, the, the reason why they think they hate it is because they don't know how to use it. So when you don't know how to use something, right, that's when you're, it makes you feel like, like you don't know, insecure, all of those feelings. So it's, it's that, that's the problem because even when we used it, um, oh, for subtraction with regrouping of fractions and I showed them how you don't actually need to regroup. You can just count on, right? Count up. And they were like, oh my gosh, I love that. I love this. So it changed the perspective, right? Once they understood it. So I think that that's at the core of it. And what I like about, so I have been able to try, you know, creating a clothesline and and putting Mm -hmm. fractions on there. And I think you said that you heard that part of of our Uh, episode from two weeks ago. So I, what was nice though, was that there was just no pressure because I was in a, I was like the star teacher. I got to go in and teach fourth grade and nothing is associated with me. And I didn't, I didn't know these kids. I was there for three days. I was, you know, like I was like the star guest and it was wonderful because I was able, I had flexibility. Although I want to say is also that it was very easy. All I did was I took numbers from the textbook to create into a number line. So it was very easy to adapt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some sometimes I, teachers feel like they have to find it. Like, where am I going to find the numbers, the materials, the good, the good conversations? Well, you can right. still use your textbook, but just right. don't use your textbook, right? Right. 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 I, I think what was it if I'm 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 good, I'm I hope I don't misquote you, but you said something okay. in that uh in that thing, like I just felt like it was like a breath of fresh air or something. Yeah. It was just like was. I, I didn't feel any pressure. Yes. And I and that's what it again, it going back to the three words of standard curriculum and textbook, um, we're we as teachers have to build a, a curriculum around the standards. So as long as mm-hmm. you teach the standards, then you're good. Now, how you teach, and that's what the curriculum comes in, how you teach the standards. That's up to you. 
And what yes. are the best practices of teaching that? So um, I, I, I loved it. And it's almost like I, when I heard you use the clothesline for that example, and you said something like, and again, I'm going to misquote you. I'm sorry. Okay. I should have written it down, but it was like, no, it's okay. Oh, it, like, it, it, like you felt like full relief or like the, the, yeah. the weight is off your shoulders and you didn't feel like constricted or whatever. I was like, dude, you get me. Oh my yes. God. That's it. <laughs> That's all, you know, that's all it's about. It's not like I have yeah. to be on, you know, section, you know, 2.1, you know, by, you know, Thursday or whatever. No, 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 no. Like just, you know, you do you just, you know, that kind of thing. Just as long as you teach her, I'd rather teach something really well than yeah. have, you know, spin my wheels, you know, and go, oh my God, the kids are not getting this textbook or, or you know, whatever. I said, no, whatever. no, there's a lot of different ways to teach everything. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways. You just have to be responsible educators and figure out those ways of what works and what doesn't. And that's kind of why I got into all of this is I like to share really good resources that you don't have to necessarily pay for. Um, I like mathematically sound resources that, um, you know, don't necessarily have pretty fonts, but you know what? It works guys. It works. Yes. Try it out. So I, I think somebody's once called me a teacher's teacher and I'm like, um, sure, I'll take that because I like things that work and not necessarily that I have to go and run and pay for and not know what I'm getting, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yes, so, 100%. So Karina, yes. I appreciate hearing that because when I hear that saying like, oh, and then, the, you know, they got it and, you know, they visualize, look, I mean, we have to teach we have all these different types of learners in our classrooms mm -hmm. and not everybody's going to sit there and just read a paragraph and understand it. So how else can we explain it? And yeah, then it goes from the concrete to the uh, representational to the abstract or whatever. So all right, let's keep pushing that practice so that, um, you know, so it works for whatever kids. So anyway, so I totally dug that when I heard that. And to be in the same breath of sentence as Peter Lillendahl was just awesome. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> to be made mention in the same hour of, of Peter is just awesome. So I'll just, you know, put that out there. Anyway, that, that was really awesome. <laughs> Talk, by the way <laughs> yeah oh no it would no it really was but it, i was like oh where where did, did i come out of peter's mouth or somebody else oh i came out of karina's mouth okay <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it no, that's cool there, that's, there we that's go cool. good i'll take it it's all right it's all good i i do say your name too it may not come on the podcast but i mention your name a lot about clothesline math so yeah no actually it was laura who was like did you know that i just learned that you had a website with um with the three act tasks on it. I didn't realize you had all of those and I used oh, yeah. my first one at the beginning of the school year. I loved yours. Um it was the serial one where it was in a in a square base like pyramid. pyramid? Yeah. yeah. Loved yeah. that. Loved that. I, you know, um, I like stuff that resonates with kids. Um yeah. you know like what kids haven't seen M&Ms before. Right. What kids haven't yes. seen, you know, that so if you're showing them this, you know, like uh, food and candy is always a big draw. If you're showing them this stuff or like, you know, some of my boys love sports or cars or, you know, that kind of stuff. So if you're showing them stuff that interests them and throwing in some math, I mean, it's a it's a win win. You know, it's a win win yeah. situation. So like, why wouldn't you? And I tell people, I said, just try it. Just try it once. And I know you're going, where am I going to use this? What am I going to do? Just try it once 
and see what the reaction is with the kids. See, engage them and, you know, see what their curiosity is like before making the judgment of whether or not you're going to do this. I said it because I'm telling you, it's, I don't want to say it's an addiction, but you're going to want to try it again. And I say, especially yeah. with the reacts, do it once a unit, just once a unit try. You know, if you really, really love them, do them twice a unit. Same with clothesline. Clothesline, the novelty can wear off if you're going to do it every single day. Now, for instance, right. there's units in sixth grade where we can use it every single day because they use number lines so heavily um, in the curriculum. But then there's certain ones that, like, we're not going to use it, and that's okay. So that's why I tell them, you don't need to use it every single day because the novelty wears off. But breaking it out once in a while, oh, yeah. it, it's it's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's an incredible feeling to see the kids so pumped up again over math where mm -hmm. sometimes they come into your classroom going, Oh, I'm not a math student. I mean, no, everybody's a math student. Um, I think you just have a bad feeling about it from elsewhere walking yes. into my classroom. So let, let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm, and I know it resonates because I had one, we always get student notes at the end of the year or teacher appreciation, whatever. And one kid wrote me and said, you know, you know, I wasn't the greatest at math, but you kept teaching me anyway, or something, or you, like you looked beyond or something like that. And that's one of my favorite notes ever. Uh -huh. That's one of my favorite notes. It's one of these kids that was kind of like, you know, in the background, didn't really, you know, whatever. And I just kept coming over and going, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about that. You might be at a, you know, two grade levels down and three. No, let's just talk about the math we're doing today kind of thing. And that resonated with them, obviously. So hence, we keep doing what we're doing. And uh, mm -hmm. we just keep trying our best and whatever, uh, no matter what kids at what level or whatever. No, come on. We could all do math. We could all talk math in one way, shape, or yeah. form. And there's multitude of ways, not just the stuff that's on my website. There's a multitude of other resources out there that I think teachers need to be made aware of kind of thing. So, and most of them free, which is great. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so I do have a question about, like. yes, I have a question about, um, because obviously clothesline would be more horizontal. Have you found yeah. any way of turning that number line into a vertical one? Great question. Um, not yet. I'm not saying no. it's impossible. I'm, I don't want to say no to it because obviously vertical number lines are taught uh, with the coordinate plane and stuff like that. Yes. Um, I, I just haven't done it. And it's not, right. I'm, it's not like an impossible thing. I just haven't, you know, once I get an idea stuck in my head going, oh, well, you could turn this into less and then game on. I just, I'm not saying no to the, I, to it because obviously there are vertical number lines that do exist. I just haven't found like a purpose or a lesson or something to go along with it kind of thing. Um, okay. Like for instance, I do have a, a lesson on integers. Basically, do you understand when you're writing a check, you know, is that positive? Is that negative? You know, and some kids say, well, it depends if you're the one getting the check, it's positive. If you're the one writing it, it's negative. and that's fine. I want to put these things in context and I want to have these conversations so that there there's a reality to it. Um, so I just haven't, I'm not saying nay to it. I'm just saying right. I haven't figured it out. I just kind of let things marinate, but, um, it, it's possible. I, you know, right. I'm not saying it's not possible. I just haven't figured out like a specific lesson or what would I do with that? Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, what's nice, obviously what's nice about the horizontal is it's so easy to move and reorganize, you know, 
if you're going right. vertical, you would have to have some kind of clothespin or something that kind of like stabilizes right. it a little bit more, right? right. Which I kind of loses its, right. I don't know, its magic. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't like you know, pin it to your ceilings or whatever, and then right. Right. have workers' comp issues because <laughs> teachers are falling left and right. I don't think it's the wise way to go, but yeah. hey. And students too, right? <laughs> students too, they maybe would be I'm climbing. Wrong. Um, climbing you know, on desks, enough, climbing on chairs. I have, right. I always show, whenever I do a presentation, I show um, examples of teachers doing it. So they could say, look, you can do it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I could just see string and cards and kids just like all tangled up. I, you're like, I don't know if that's for me. I'm like, no, 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 you can do it. It's possible. Um, it, you know, you just have a little, it's going to be rough maybe the first time, but then you'll practice and you'll get better at it kind of thing. So to think about hanging something from the ceiling, I, I, I don't know about that, but, uh, <laughs> but mathematically absolutely appropriate. I'm just saying, right. I, you know, I haven't figured it out yet of how to logistically, make it, right. <laughs> logistically yeah. without yeah. workers comp being involved. I'm just saying, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think no, I'm that makes sense. That, that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. I, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want our listeners to know about you or what you love or any any like final thoughts ish? That's a very broad topic to discuss. <laughs> um, <laughs> you left that wide that door wide open, <laughs> and we could be here for a whole another few hours. Um, you know what? I'm just going to say, no matter, first of all, what you decide to do in your math classrooms, of course, it's always for the best intention of the children. Um, like I tell kids, I, I do what I do because I like the impact. Um, and even if you were to try just one, like the most simplistic routine I, I try to tell teachers just to have a conversation is the which one doesn't belong routine. I think it's one of the most simplistic routines to... Uh, put into the classroom and just have a conversation with. And then I've even discovered different variations of how to do that routine. I, I just tell a kid, I, I just tell teachers, try one thing, just try it once. Okay. And if it's not for you, great. But we can't be doing the same thing all the time. We can't be pulling out lessons from, you know, even five years ago, it feels like we can't mm -hmm. even be pulling out we have to be willing to try, experiment. And yeah, some things are gonna go right, which we're gonna be like, oh my God, that was incredible. Some things are gonna go wrong. However, even when things go wrong, I always feel like it tells a story. I mm. always feel like it tells a story. For instance, one story I tell uh, about clothesline, uh, fifth grade teachers said, I would love to do clothesline with decimals. We've, we've done them, we've ordered them, we got it, we got it. I said, okay. And what happened was the kids lined up the decimals based on the uh, number of digits. So for instance, they had 0 0.2, 0 0.3, and I'm going to say it wrong, I'm sorry, two tenths, three tenths, four tenths, and then they had 55 hundredths, 65 hundredths, and then they had one one thousandth. So you can imagine if you're looking at the digits, you have 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4, and then you have 0.55, you have 0.65, and so on. And that's what they did. Now. No. They made sense of it technically. Okay, so I want to say you can't, you know, you can't give them hundred percent credit, but they were trying to make sense and made some kind of pattern, made sense out of something that made sense to them. Two, um, 
I always, she came running to me and she goes, oh my God, this is what they did. I just like went straight back to the board. And I said, but this tells a story. One that students don't know some of these concepts conceptually because one, have we given them experiences or, you know, have we put that picture in their head? That's why you could tell all this stuff of mine is very visual um, yes. because mm -hmm. I think we need to put pictures in the kid's head. Um, two, I said, this tells a story that, you know, we might rely on the textbook who will only, the, some of these textbooks only show, for instance, two decimals and say, here, compare these two decimals, but does it give the students a broader, bigger picture of how decimals really are? And especially compared to fractions and compared to when they get to my grade level percents and so on. So does it give the kids a bigger, broader picture of how numbers work compared to just, so that's why I always tell people, at least just be willing to try. And even if something goes wrong, it's going to tell a story. I, you know, I sit back. I always like to reflect like, okay, so what happened here? What went wrong? What does this tell me? What, you know, what, should I go do about it kind of thing? What, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So that's why I introduce all these routines. Sometimes in the first two weeks of school, I don't do any curriculum. I don't do anything because I just want them first to get used to the routine. But two, these routines will tell me a story about the kids and their backgrounds and so on. And then I can further plan, okay, I need to hit this harder and this less and, you know, and so on and so forth. So I'm just going to tell, I think my final, you know, hurrah would be to tell teachers, just be willing to try something new try something visual, try some, even if it's um, the number talk images, just putting up a picture and having a conversation with the kids and saying, here, count this, how many, whatever, how did you look at this? What did you find? What did you notice? What did you wonder? My favorite two questions mm -hmm. ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, just Same. willing to have a conversation with kids and see where it goes and, um, you know, and just be willing to try something new. That's all. Just try. Mm -hmm. And it might blow up in your face. And that's okay. But we wouldn't be where we're at today if some of us hadn't tried some of the stuff and go, no, 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 this is really good. This is worth it, worth the time. Yeah. So, right? So yeah. that would yes. be my best um, advice to any teachers um, looking to plan their curriculum. Just try something new. That kind of thing. Love it. Kristen, uh, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and for your time, especially. And I didn't even realize you're three hours behind us. So that's why you were trying to like shoo your kids out. Right. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, she no, this just finished school. <laughs> this No, this worked out perfectly. And now I'll go home and we'll be fine. No, but uh, thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. And if you ever I'm at NCTM or whatever. I, that's where I, you know, show off the clothesline because I think I'm the only person now. There used to be a few of us doing it. I'm the only person left. And especially it's so wow. important for elementary. That's why yes. I kind of keep doing it. Um, although sometimes I feel like a one trick pony, but uh, but it's so important. And, and that's and it's so, so uh, I don't know. I think it's so worthwhile. So that's why I kind of keep running off and doing this stuff. And, uh, and again, it all comes down to the impact of children everywhere. So, um, so thank you so much for inviting me. It's really been a pleasure and a good conversation. And uh, thank you for the shout out two weeks ago. I appreciate that. Of course. And every time of you course. do, and thank you be, for being supporters of my work. It's really an honor. And, uh, you know, I don't take any of this lightly. I really don't. So um, I just appreciate that others appreciate my work and hence mm -hmm. I, continue and go forth. So thank you. Good. That's why I say yeah. we're, we're all on this planet to help each other. Like, cause if right? not, what are we here for? You know, right? Yeah. exactly. And especially now, you know, that teachers can, you know, where there's so many different 
avenues to communicate with each other and go, Hey guys, this worked, this didn't, you know, I, I feel like ever since I entered the, the Twitter world or whatever it's called now or right. and all that stuff, I found like my people. I'm like, yes. Oh, there's more yes. that thinks just like me yes. that I thought I was by myself when I was telling, you know, teach, you know, and on top of that, I learned so much when my son was going through the system and I was like, Oh no, that's not the way. That's not what I think. That's like, so it's so nice to find other like-minded people so that people don't think I'm just crazy over here. Um, that there's other people that think the same and books have been written nice. and so on, you know? So I think yep. my biggest aha moment was reading one of Joe Buller's, one of her first books. And I was like, Oh my God, this is great. Someone else is like me, not as crazy. Yeah, yes. but, and I'm not, I'm British. However, like this is the way math should be. <laughs> I, yep. I somebody gets me. So yeah. hence, yes. this, is where I'm at. this is why I do what I do. So yeah. Awesome. Well, let's keep in touch. Yeah, yes. for sure. This is not so long goodbye. This is, I'll see you later. You got we'll it. Later. Okay. All right. Okay, Karina. Yet another <laughs> wow episode. She, she's a riot. She's just so <laughs> fun. Oh my gosh. She's wow. one of those people I just need in my life every day. Yeah. You know, because you know how kids laugh, you know, eight gazillion times a day and adults don't. And yes, yes, yes. I, yes, you're right. For sure. 100%. I did buy the book and I received it very quickly. So thank you, Kristen, for sending it so quickly. And I brought it to school. So I can't even tell you exactly (laughs) what's in there. Although I I did leaf through it on Friday right before I left. I don't know why. I I brought it in Friday morning. Why didn't I just? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, there's a whole bunch of templates in there that make it so easy to make the stuff that goes on the clothesline. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. And it goes, it looks like it's K up. I mean, I don't know how maybe to, oh gosh, Kristen, don't, don't hate me. I don't even know how far it goes, but I know it goes into, if not past fifth grade stuff, maybe even into percentages, but yeah, so good. So thank you, Kristen, for writing that book. Thanks for being on our podcast. Listeners, your challenge for the week is to check out her website, kristinacosta.com. I will link it in the show notes. And maybe some listeners are going to want to buy the book. I think it's a really good investment because it's a complete time saver. Yes. Nice. I'll definitely go check it out too. And thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.